now listening to the Serious Growth Podcast with your host, Leo Costa Jr. As Kara, Kara mentioned to me, she's the one that started this program with me in here. And she's fucking it up right now. That's what happens when you don't do enough reps. Welcome to Serious Growth Podcast. Repetition is the mother of skill, Kara. Anyway, in case you didn't hear me the first time I tried uh, coming on, welcome to the show. I have been a sick motherfucker in the last like 10 days. Man, I'm pretty sure I was on death's doorstep. I feel like I'm diff- a different person now. I'm not kidding. I'm not, no, I'm not kidding. Something, something happened. I think I went into a coma is what happened. And I woke up and I'm like, I'm like calm and peaceful and I'm not emotional. I think I'm a bitch. No, that's not true. Emotional, not emotional. The reason why I'm bringing this being seriously, I think I was on a death's doorstep. But one thing that I learned from my daddy, being on that dairy, you know, when you're on a dairy, for those of you who have grown up around a dairy specifically, because you got to milk those cows twice a day. My dad would say, hey, it doesn't matter if you're sick. I was six, like, you know, on and off. You know, a young kid had to go out there and do my chores. And my dad would not let me off the hook. He said, those cows don't know that you're sick. You got to go, son. Suck it up. You know, I thank my dad a lot for some of the things that he taught me. Life fucking lesson he was teaching me back then. And it, it transfers over into today. I had a Facebook Live that I did, and some uh, person came on. They said, should I train when I'm sick? And without one hesitant hesitation, I said, absolutely. Now, are you going to be able to train like you normally do all out? No, you're not going to. But that's not the point in that particular case. Get through it. Somehow some way you get through that because if you can get through that how about regular training piece of cake but more importantly it's a called active recovery and i just came through this man i swear i i I haven't felt worse but i i will always go to the gym i mean the only time i haven't gone to the gym was when i was in the hospital when i had those damn strokes 10 years ago i couldn't go I mean, you sometimes you just can't go, and that's the truth. But if you can go, you go. You always go. Now, of course, you got to consider that you might get other people sick. I get that. But you go. And active recovery is something that immediately and drastically improves recovery. I've learned this through the years when I've been hurt, you know, that natural tendency for so many people, and I've talked about how so many things are just counterintuitive on every level, but the natural tendency when you get hurt is you want to rest the body. There's some legit advice there, but most of the time it's not necessary. Okay. I mean, maybe in extreme cases, if you pull a bone off the muscle, of course you can't train that muscle, but you can train the muscle that's 
on the other side of your body, that same body part that you've fucked up, that you're hurt. You should never stop training. Uh, obviously, you can't train that. But when you go in and train, regardless if you're sick, regardless if you're hurt, as long as you make the adjustment, then your body will respond in a very positive way. It speeds up the healing process. Just like when you pull the muscle. If you pull the muscle, I pull the muscle, you train that muscle. Very lightweight training. Why does that it, why does that physiologically improve your uh, speed of recovery? Simply because your body, when you do that, it recruits uh, more oxygen. It recruits more red blood cells. And any time that that happens, then your body has more to work with. So you keep recruiting that. That active recovery will immediately make you feel better. And I talked about a while back about I had a, a client of mine that went on lockdown, that diet. And one of the things I had her on, on the podcast, one of the things that she said stood out, stood out to me. Excuse me for a second here. We were talking about, you know, how so many people uh, sabotage their their workouts and how do you get through something that's really tough. Any kind of program that I put out there is going to be probably too hard to do. It's designed that way because it's not for just anybody. Very few. I talked about that on my live today about, you know, most people fail at their exercise and nutrition program they self-sabotage and so i figure you know if that's going to be the case why just not make it just as hard as possible and doable and just attract a certain group of people a minority of people and she was talking about how she had gotten to a place where there was no internal debate that that really stuck with me. I thought that was very insightful because that's exactly where you have, excuse me, so I have to get to. It's to that place where there's no internal debate. And yet there has to be a debate. I'll get into that. But that not having an internal debate just simply means you go to the gym no matter what. It gets to that point. Like when I was sick like that real bad there was no internal debate it wasn't like i woke up i felt like shit and i thought should i should i not go to the gym nope i already knew i was going to the gym there is no internal debate how do you get to that point all right let's take a quick break so i can tell you about our product do you want a bone crushing grip? Good, because you're gonna get one with the amazing new TRS Gripper. It's a progressive grip builder with longer handles and a special ergonomic design that's like a dozen hand grippers in one. Start off easy and work your way up to quickly build your grip strength from wet noodle to pulverizing. The package includes a video from the world famous strength coach, Dr. Russ Horine, the man who worked with Leo Costa to help bring you Big Beyond Belief and the Bulgarian Power Burst. Dr. Horine shows you a simple and easy to follow workout plan that takes just minutes a day right from in front of your TV set if you want. 
So click on the link below and let's get started building you a stronger, firmer, bone crushing grip. Bear. Bear. Mindset. Mind is the control center of our body. That's where it's at. Of course, it's going to take a lot of repetitions. Of course, it's going to take a lot of failure. Do you think it's as simple as just saying, I have a strong mindset now, and that's good enough? No. That's just like if I tell you that you just go to the gym and lift weights, that you're going to get results. No. You have to have intention. With mindset, you have to go to war with your mind on a daily basis. You have to make yourself uncomfortable on a regular basis. If you're not uncomfortable, you're fucked. You're dead in the water. I promise you that. It's counterintuitive to think that you need to put yourself in, in un, a, an uncomfortable situation, but you exactly have to do that. Because that's reps. In this case, we're talking about mindset. That's reps for the mind. How do you tolerate that failure from that? Because I'm telling you, you're going to fail. So I'm, I'm less interested about the people that are failing because they're self-sabotage, self-sabotaging. I'm more interested in the fact that they're not willing to go and develop a process so they can stop doing that nonsense, that shit. Most people are out there on a roller coaster ride. And then they get scared of their own damn results. How can I continue to keep doing this? You know why that is? Because in their mind, in their little subconscious mind, our, our minds, here's what we do. Shit, that's going to take more work. That's going to take more commitment on my part. Oh, shit. So you, you quit on yourself. And even though maybe temporarily you feel better about that, in the long run, it's killing you. It's killing you. And then all you do is create a situation to where then by the time you get your thoughts together and get it back together, now you're in the worst spot than you started. Now you got more ground to, to make up for. It's overwhelming. I know this. It's happened to me in a real big way. Developing that where you don't have the internal debate. Now, I do think for the most part, that's where you need to be. So you're not flinching every time something comes up. Oh, I, you know, I'm anxious about this. I'm stressed out about that. You, you have to stop knee jerking to every fucking thing that's going on in your life. Because there's always shit going on in our lives. You can do this for a test. My kid told me this. They said, you know what? Now, if I take all the problems that I have and put them in my bucket, and you give me all of the problems that you have in your bucket and switch it, because sometimes we think our shit is just 
it's only us that's going through this. You'll keep your own set of problems. It's not better on the other side. That's not how life works. Life isn't fair that way. Bad shit happens to good people all the time. If it was fair, that wouldn't be the case. So you got to get your mind right. And you got you to have tools. So you're able to combat the things that are going on. I think one of the best tools that I've used, because I'm constantly trying to make myself better. And if you're not doing that, you're dead in the water. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? You're dead in the fucking water. Do you want to continue to grow? Because I can tell you this. I can tell you from, again, I like to talk to my audience from firsthand experience always. Surprisingly, one of the things that's really interesting for me being at this age, I mean, I've never been in, I've never had so much self-control than where I'm at right now. And you know what? I'm potentially, I'm not going to go into great detail. I'm in a lot of fucking stress. And I did it to myself. You know why? Because shit was getting too easy. Shit was getting too calm. So what I did is I forced myself into an uncomfortable situation. But Leo, why would you do that? It could be dangerous. It could. It could be psychologically dangerous. It could physiologically be dangerous. Fuck that. I'm going to learn. I have learned how to deal with this shit. Did I learn how to deal with it the first time? No. That's not how it works, people. Let's get real. So when you start getting some tools, and I can tell you that one of the best things that you could do for yourself, just be proactive. You know, I had an offensive football coordinator, Eric Widmark who told me something, one, you know, people pay attention to what's going around and things that you're listening to, because there's life lessons you're learning potentially every single day, as long as you're uh, open and aware, instead of being so self-fucking-absorbed, we're so self-absorbed, and we don't know what the hell's going on around us. But my offensive coordinator, he mentioned this, he said, do something even if it's wrong. Think about that. What's the message there? It's not just give up and just do nothing. What the hell is that accomplished in the long run? How many times have I said, just create a small habit, anything, anything, because that's the building block. That's a tool. Or you're, the better and more tools that you have in your tool chest, I'm telling you, you're golden. You're almost bulletproof. You're going to be hard to break down. You will be tested. We're all being tested every day. You'll get to a point. I'm telling you from my own experiences, you'll get to a point. Because I'm even thinking, shit, I got a lot of shit going on right now. And I'm under stress. And yet I feel like. I'm handling this in a very, it's like I'm doing it with ease. Isn't it, wouldn't that be nice to do that? You get to this point. I don't know how long this lasts. I guess it lasts as long as I decide to stay in the game. 
I'm learning as I go. I'm in uncharted territories. I find that our bodies, our minds, our bodies are fucking phenomenal, man. As it relates to me being in the weight room, my body is making changes in a positive way. I'm all about muscle and, you know, a meathead that way. But just the way it, my body's responding at this stage, 67, almost 70. No way. This is how I think about and feel inside. No way. I feel too good. And it's all a struggle. It's one big, giant fucking struggle. You got to have to earn your way. You got to earn your keep, baby. Is that something that you're willing to do? I start, I've been talking about this, <laughs> this internal debate, not getting to a point where you're not having it. But I got to tell you something. You actually have to have a debate with yourself on a regular basis because sense of purpose is hugely important. You have to have a state of purpose, a state of goal, a sense of purpose. You know, I, I've been listening to uh, some stuff. There's this uh, psychologist that I would recommend people to listen to. His name is Victor, Victor Frankel. F-R-A-N-K-L. This guy's a Holocaust survivor. He lost his mother, father, wife, and brother to the camps. Can you imagine that he survived that? Well, he, he was a psychologist when all this happened. He was already studying. He was writing uh, a new book, new paper. And what one thing that um, he learned was that the people that did survive the Holocaust, that's about as bad and as tested as any human being will ever get or have to go through. Imagine what he was going, what he went through, and he came out the other side of that. So the question was, how did you make that? How did you survive that sense of purpose? The whole time that he was going through hell, not knowing if he was going to live from one day to the next, he thought, I got to finish that book that I started. Sense of purpose. You see what I'm saying? It can be anything. Have a sense of purpose. When you have a sense of purpose, then you have to be willing to ask yourself. See, this takes energy. Self-improvement is a lot of damn work, just like putting on muscle. But then you have to start asking how and why. Why am I doing something? How am I supposed to do it? Those questions like that start forcing you to come to grips. You know, I've talked about the having a conversation in the mirror on a regular basis. It's good to do that. It sounds kind of, you might sound kind of, you feel kind of stupid looking at yourself in the mirror in the morning and having a conversation with yourself about what the how, the why. Why am I doing certain things? How am I going to do this? What are my perceived obstacles? Tools. Another really good tool that I've, I really think has really helped me, because when I listen to this Frankel guy, I'm thinking, shit, man, I've had a state of purpose now for quite some time. I've been on the right path. And I would venture to say that 
probably a lot of you are on the right path, kind of. You know, in training, one of the, the things that people had issues with was they made progress, they would make results, but it just didn't last for them. And what was happening back in those days is we realized and we told people, look, you're you're there's an optimal training zone. So there's a zone that we need to be in. It's what I'm trying to correlate this to. And what, what was going on with a lot of people back then in those days is that they would start training and they would get into that optimal zone, but they didn't listen to their body and they overtrained. They went out the other side of that optimal training zone and then they crashed. They came back. So they came back through the optimal training zone. And then at some point they were under training. They were either over training or under training. So if you think about this now, how do I stay in that? Sometimes you they call it being in the zone. That's what that means. How do we stay as a human being that's getting bombarded with stuff on a daily basis? How do we stay in the zone? I'm talking about the things that you need to do. It takes energy. It takes being aware, asking how, asking why. How's my body... How's my mind? What's going on up there? And then taking the necessary steps forward. You got to keep moving forward. One of the things that's been very beneficial for me is compartmentalizing. I think that's huge. What compartmentalization allows you to do is to, it allows you to obsess with whatever you want to obsess with. You know, sometimes as human beings, we just got to fucking be pissed off about something. And even if it makes no physiological sense, and it, but a lot of times it doesn't, you're putting so much energy into that, but you got to do it. You can't let go of that shit. I've been there. And yet, when I was able to let go of what was pissing me off on a regular basis, it was resigning. It took up rent in my mind. A lot of space there. I, I put myself back so many years because I just wouldn't let it go. So how do you, how do you, <clears throat> what, what do you do with something like that? You can't just, it's just too difficult just to let it go. If it's, especially if it's been something that's someone's betrayed you. You've been hurt at the core. You know what I mean? Compartmentalization. What that does is just say, look, put the stuff that you're fretting over. On, on a regular and give it its due go for it go for it for 48 hours obsess do whatever you have to do yell scream kick bite whatever but after 48 hours you put that shit back in the box and and then you move forward because look it's in a box sometimes you just have to use metaphors and you're um you have to um fantasize a little bit and that's okay put it in a box move forward work on something else that's more productive because all this obsessing that you did it's like overtraining if you constantly are in that mode what the fuck do you think is going to happen to your mind and body you're chronically overtrained on every single level You've got nowhere to go but down further, and you will. You'll crash. You'll get into a fetal. You'll get to the point where you're paralyzed. 
more emotionally than physically in this this particular case. But the point that I'm making is that you're that compartmentalization is a really important fucking tool. Because then you can come back. You can pull some shit out of that that compartmentalized uh, box. You can then just take one thing because you can always put it back. You can always go to it. So it's not like it's going to go anywhere. See what I'm saying? It's there. Don't worry. You can go back and give it some more hell. Take, take one thing out and that's your obstacle. And here's what I've learned. This is part of the stoic philosophy. You know, the obstacle is the way. Ryan Holiday talks about this. The obstacle is the key. So what happens if you take something that's really horrifying to you, the obstacle, and you just keep repeating, you, you keep bringing it up, and you face it, you take that fucking snake by the head, and you face your obstacle, especially when you're uh, scared as hell, you'll find over time, it gets smaller. And you'll get to a point where it's going to be, it's going to become something that you're going to say, why the hell was I putting so much emphasis on that? It's because you got so caught up. You're in a total irrational state of mind. So many of us get to that point. Makes no sense at all. And yet when you're in that moment, you don't see it that way. Tools of your trade. Every once in a while, you do have to have a debate. You're only as good as your recovery. You have a sympathetic and a parasympathetic state that your body goes into, mind and body goes into. Basically, the parasympathetic state is, is layman. It's just more for the recovery, where the sympathetic is when you're in war mode. If you're always in war mode, and you don't have that parasympathetic state to where your body can recover. You're, you're constantly a mess. You're a hot mess at that point. So as I'm wrapping this podcast up, let's just recap, okay? It's about having and creating daily habits that end up becoming lifestyle rituals it takes a lot of work it takes a lot of failure you're only as good as the tools that you develop so you have to ask yourself that question is it really worth it to you i mean really am i willing to stay in the fight even when i'm getting my ass kicked are you willing to do that? Because you're, there can be times you're up against the ropes and there's no way out. So you think. You'll be amazed at how you can turn your whole life around. And once you start doing that, you'll feel like it's, God, that was pretty immediate. And yet, you're going to look back and say, man, I've got a lot of road behind me where I've done the work. That'll make you feel so good about yourself. It's a win-win, baby. Till next time.
Go get yourself some serious ass, ass emotional and physical growth. Thanks for listening to the Serious Growth Podcast. For more episodes like the one you just listened to, subscribe to us on your mobile podcast app and leave us a review. If you'd like to reach out, you can find us online at SeriousGrowth.com. Until next time, train smart and train hard.